Hi everyone and welcome to the 94th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hello! Yep, it's just the two of us today but we do have plenty of stuff to talk about so don't worry about a thing. Yay! Yay stuff to talk about. I can't believe we're so close to the 100th episode. Well you say it's close but it's actually quite far away because it's like another six months. But I mean it's only six episodes that means we're going to be doing that at the start of 2015 that's scary to think about i know we started this so many years ago i know Ugh. i know i was in university when we when i was on the show initially i believe yes and then um yeah yeah it's changed quite a lot over the years as well but um we're still going still getting new fans which is still great to strong. hear um and yeah so on today's show we are going to be having a feature discussion about the whole Final Fantasy Type Zero situation. Um, <laughs> situation. Well, that's all it really is. I know. I mean, it's just a bit of a mess. Um, then we're going to be talking about some news. We've got some stuff about Final Fantasy Explorers, which we're both really excited about. And then we have some more stuff about Final Fantasy Record Keeper, which is a, a new game that kind of swept on, well, kind of came from nowhere, really. And yeah. I guess we'll kind of stay there. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. We may get it. We may not. Who knows? Um, then we've got the next chapter in the quiz. We're joined by David, who uh, he's got an interesting journey for his Final Fantasy. Yeah. You might like to hear where he sort of started. Yeah. It's pretty uncommon. Um, and he, we'll let him explain that when he's back on the show a, mm-hmm. a bit later. But before we get into all that, I need to remind everyone that Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network and TweaksMusic.com. It comes on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and GamingUnion.net. And of course, we want to especially thank everyone who has backed us so far on Patreon. I think we're yes, now up to 15 you. or 16 uh, people that are backing us, so thanks ever so much for your support. Um, if you want to back us, and so that we can continue what we're doing and uh, help us pay for posting costs and stuff like that, then please go to patreon.com forward slash ffkhunion. There's a load of stuff on there um, talking about uh, sort of the show's roots and where we're looking to take it. Um, and obviously, if we get to a certain amount of uh, backing, then we've said we're going to go up to doing a show every week, which mm. is obviously a massive thing. And uh, Chiro and Brandon from Kingdom Hearts Union are really on board with that idea too. So you know, the more support you can offer us, the better. Yep. So, Type Zero. Yay. It's it's a massive mess. I know. Um, it's but... so sad, though, because it's like, you know, we've been talking about this for so long on the show, saying, like, where's Type Zero? Where's Type Zero? Now that we, like, actually have Type Zero, it's drama. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's been drama, like, the whole way through its entire thing. Yeah. There's name changes, cancellations, and uh, different games appearing. But anyway, the latest saga to appear from this uh, this game is that there was the whole uh, fan translation um, mm-hmm. so the project was kind of born out of Square Enix's lack of commitment on releasing Type-0 in the West uh, especially on the PSP and, and on the Vita 2 and they they kind of said it was happening but didn't really want to commit there's no release dates nothing official so yeah. fans some fans decided to take it upon themselves to, to basically translate it and the idea was that if you owned an imported copy of the game and you had a modded PSP then you'd be able to install the patch and you'd be able to get English subtitles mm. all sounds great right? yeah and aside from the modded PSP I have sort of things against that well either way there's, there's nothing really bad with it as long as you're not pirating games hmm yeah, it, it's nice to be able to do other stuff on your PSP. No. It's true. Uh, and, and there were plenty of things that people could do on their PSPs. Um, but the 
completion of the project was announced just before E3, uh, and that was kind of a bit of a con- contro- contro- yeah, controversial thing anyway, because Square Enix obviously announced that they were releasing their version of Type Zero on the PS4 yeah. and Xbox One a day later, I think it was. Um, we're now what, a month and a half after it, and it's obviously been out in the wild for so long. Um, you know, if if you really want to pick it up, you can still you can still find it if you want to. So if you do have a modded PSP and and you can do all the things that I said above, feel free to check it out. But as for now, you can't. Well, I say officially, it was never official, but you can't download it from the original source anymore because Square Enix have pretty much thrown the ban hammer at it. Yep, pretty much. I mean. To be honest, I kind of saw it coming. Um, not because, like you know, um, well, it's it's just a it's just a difficult situation. Because in a way, I can kind of understand where um, the people are coming from in the sense that, like you know, we were pretty much not even certain that we were going to get Type Zero at all. So you know, the fans taking it upon themselves to come out with this translation was like really really a source of commitment and dedication and really something to be admired in terms well, yeah, of yeah i mean you like the issue is the square enix wouldn't commit to like literally putting any resources on it i mean yeah. we knew that certain things were done yeah um, clearly the voice acting was already recorded because all the vo- as soon as they announced the ps4 and xbox one version all the voice acts were like oh we've been in it we did it so long ago yeah definitely um, but the fact that these guys were willing to commit all this time to doing it, yeah, it's I think, and it's not like a small game either. No, no. it was it when it was coming out. I think you know it's it was one of the most dialogue heavy games on a, on a portable console. So. Yeah, and you think of how many characters there are. Exactly. Um, it's just so Square Enix have pr- very much come across as the bad guys, even though yeah. they haven't necessarily done anything wrong. Um, no, I mean the whole issue. And, and I'm going to read some comments in, a mi- comments in a minute from the community. The whole issue seems to be around people thinking that they should have just done it earlier. Like, why let them get to the point where um, they've they've already done it? Mm. And then after all that hard work, it's been, what, like a year and a half they've spent on this? Square yeah. Enix are then saying, yeah, actually, no, you, sorry. Well, maybe it's because it wasn't physically there. Maybe because, like... You can still... I'm sure Square Enix could have still, like, said... I don't know. Fair enough, guys, but you know that as soon as you release this, we're going to have to stop it. We're going to have to shut it down. I guess so, but maybe they wouldn't have gotten as much money out of it, which is horrible to say, but... Well, I mean, there are some... So there's lots of rumors flying around. Yeah. There are some people who are saying that Square Enix waited this month and a half so that they gave people that had the PSP, uh, wanted to mod the PSP version, the chance to get it if they wanted it. Mm. Like So they they, had, they gave the fans that kind of period before they kind of went in. But there are also rumours flying around that Square Enix aren't just filing a simple cease and desist, which means that cease and desist pretty much is stop doing it or we'll take it further. And, yeah. and a lot of fan sites kind of, if they toe the line... Um, kind of get to just asked to remove it and yeah then nothing else happens and this has happened like a couple times yeah. now like with the final fantasy 7 um project yeah, film movie, project um, that and pretty much just OC that remix kind of got, got in a bit of trouble too but then they kind of yeah. worked that out once square enix realized they weren't going to make any money out of it um but it's for the rumors are that they've actually been hit with something a bit harder now the, obviously it's rumors at the moment like we don't know if it's true or not um and we can only speculate as to what that harder thing might be you know it could be that square enix are saying that um but the fan what the fans have done isn't good enough quality and therefore it's damaging people's um interpretation of the game yeah you know it they, they could be saying that 
Um, they've changed the product in a way that it's kind of tarnishing it and they don't feel it's as good a product anymore. And because it's already out there, the damage has kind of already been done. Yeah. Whereas opposed to, you know, um, I guess a normal season decision would be on smaller things uh, like pictures or, or something like that. Yeah. Or something that isn't yet complete. Like the, the, the fan film wasn't complete yet, right? No. It was still in, in filming. And I guess the other thing as well is that like... The things with like OC Remix and the fan film, they weren't really affecting sales of a game, whereas this could potentially affect the sales of the game, if only because like yeah, I mean, in a way, people would well, people could potentially just pirate it and then download the thing. Square Enix have no control over what they've done with their translation, basically, and I think that could be where the issues are stemming from because if you think about it from a business perspective square enix haven't released the game in the west yet someone else has kind of taken it into their own hands to do that yeah. yes they're not charging any money for it yeah but they it's been done in a way that square enix might not have approved of because otherwise they would have done it themselves yeah so therefore they, they've probably got issue with that and and they i'm sure they could argue somewhere that it's it could impact the sales of the PS4 and the Xbox One version. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of people saying they've downloaded the PSP version and it's actually encouraged them to buy the new version because yeah. it's all HD'd up and everything. Yeah, and, it's and got that's voice the thing as well. And all the stuff like that. I guess my biggest gripe with the whole thing is just the fact that like, all right, so now they're they're actually giving us Type Zero in the West, and a lot of the reasons that people although we spec- haven't released it yet. No, they haven't released it yet, but they're they're in the process of getting to that point <laughs> but um the only thing that i i sort of have against it now that square enix has announced that it's coming over um is the fact that like one of the biggest speculations over why square enix weren't releasing it in the first place was because they didn't think that it would do that well in the west and now that this fan translation is out it might it might detract from um the sales in the west which therefore means that it might keep square enix from making games like this well releasing games like this in the west um in the future like yeah because they could argue that x amount of people are going to play the psp version but then they still have to have bought the japanese version it's true it's true but i don't know how well they can um they can track that as well they're not going to be able to yeah yeah because obviously they won't come they won't come from american like stores or anything where you can actually track the yeah. like sales but in America. I mean, you have to go all the way back. The whole premise of this was that they believed that Square Enix were never going to release the game over here. Yeah, so... which is fair enough, which is why I I thought that the translation was a nice thing. And maybe if that hadn't if they hadn't Square Enix hadn't announced that they were releasing the game, they wouldn't have done anything about it. Yeah. Anyway, so some of the people in the community are saying very different things. Um so you've got Isabel Rocks who said uh Companies should cease and desist people as soon as they announce their projects, because otherwise they pull this effort in. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they did spend about like two years on it, didn't well, they? Yeah, about a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, there was the whole one I was thinking back of when um, this guy was working on Streets of Rage Five, like an unofficial yeah. Streets of Rage Five, and he spent about seven years on it. And I think the whole thing was that during that development period, he was very open to Sega about it and saying, yeah. like, "I'm doing this. Like, how do you feel about it?" And they were pretty much okay with it until he released it and then they then they basically just took it down and um and like just threatened him with lawsuits and stuff after about two weeks of him releasing it and yeah like if you're in his perspective in his shoes you're just like what what the hell just happened like yeah i've just spent seven years of my life doing this and and now 
it's nothing. It's it's a bit harsh, but yeah. <laughs> maybe it's just because Sega thought, "Wow, somebody actually released something I better, it, yeah. a better thing that we've released." It, it was it was in, like, much better than anything they've done. Because <laughs> um, Sega isn't really doing that well, but why wouldn't they then think, "Oh, well, maybe we should hire this kid on, or maybe things, we should support this that, kid." A lot of people. So we've got um, some people complaining about how Square Enix have handled this. Like, it's just a really bad move. Yeah, really, because, it doesn't make them look good. No, um, and you know, you got some people. So I think um, oh, my computer just fell asleep. Brian, sorry. Um, so you've got some people like Citizen Ryan 82 it stinks that, who said it stinks that the fan patch was squashed, but it is Square Enix property and they have the right to do what they want. Yeah. Um, well, you've got, but you've also got Super Nendy 64, Super Nendo 64, sorry, who said, I love the game Square Enix produces, but I'm really starting to resent them as a company based on the decisions they make. Now, stuff like this happens in every business, uh, with any walk of life. Yeah. There are always instances... Like for example, there is one um, that I thought of really recently, which is IKEA Hacks. Mm. Now it's a website basically where people can go on there. It's a blog. It's turned into a. It's a amazing. Business, yeah, where it's stuff you can do with IKEA furniture that isn't supposed to be done with it. IKEA had a decision to make. They decided that they were basically going to shut them down, and they were going to try and sue them for loss of earnings and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Someone in their PR team said. Not such a good idea because this website is really, really popular. Yeah. And it's going to really damage our reputation. If we just, we just go after this company, we're just going to look like, well, for more or better, we're going to look like assholes. Yeah. So they took the tact of, we're going to work with them. Like, yeah. They, they decided that it was it was best to work with IKEA Hacks, tried to come to a mutual agreement between the two so that they can continue working because ultimately it's a massive advert for the company. Yeah. They, they, these people are so dedicated that they're finding new and innovative ways to work with IKEA products. Why not try and support them in a way as opposed to shutting them down? It's the same with the WWE as well. They used to get really, really harsh about anyone who talked about their property outside of where they are. Yeah. They've had to relax enough because they realize the fans are so important. And in a way, Square Enix have been very nice about that. Yeah. Like for In terms of fan sites, I've never really heard of any problems. The only t- problem I know of is when um, some people started posting up stuff from Tokyo Game Show, from the behind the closed door stuff. And now obviously they got yeah. asked to take that down. But other than that, they've ne- they've never really had any problems with fan sites or anything they're doing. They've but been... just YouTube, really. Yeah. YouTube has been. But then a bit it's not really their fault easy. as such. It's no. YouTube's guidelines, and you know, if you contact them about, it, they're usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I guess from another perspective, like Square Enix as a company, they they're not in the best of places at the moment. I mean, like, they I think are pretty scared. At the moment, well, the whole announcement stuff. of Type Zero, even that was a bit of a grey one because everyone's expecting on Vita. Yeah, it got announced for Vita and then retracted. Yeah, like, not the best. I don't but, think they really. But people were still very pleased that they were releasing Type Zero finally. Yeah, you know, every, everyone they had this really oh, good wave so of, of positivity. You know, even with like the new projects they're talking about, there seems to be a, a, a lot, mo- a much more of a positive feel about them at the moment. Mm. And then they go and do this. It's it's like and, um, they want to find some kind of uh, thing for people to complain about. I don't think Square Enix has ever really fully known how to handle, especially in the West, how to handle PR in a way. Like, it's just. It's just funny. They just I, don't know how to handle I, I their fans. I just don't fans. know who made the decision because Square Enix is obviously a global company. 
So yeah. it, it might have been Japan that made the decision and the West yeah. are going to basically just get it in the neck because they've got to roll with it. Yeah, it's just a shame though. But I, I, I don't know what necessarily or who's making these decisions and who's sort of going after these things in Square Enix. But it's just a shame because they, they just see it as like this is something that's taking away money from us instead of thinking it, of it as... This is something that's helping us grow. These are fans that are so dedicated to our products that they are, like, doing these great things with it and, you know, spreading the love about it. Like, I think they just, I think it's what they just need money, right now. really. It's what they need. Yeah. Um, so we've got some more comments here. We've got Douglas Dixon on Facebook who said, it's going to be okay. There's an official translation coming anyway. And, and Anthony yeah. Pierce also agreed. And he's just like, what is everyone mad about? We've got an HD version coming our way that's yeah. official. I guess it's just because they attacked sort of one of us. Like you think like we're all fans. We're all this community. We're all this family. And like, you know, Square Enix is coming after us, which isn't necessarily... Well, it wasn't nice just fans. Feeling. It was fans who were dedicated enough to put a year and a half exactly. of their lives like into translating super fans. And you know, it's like it's it's like they're just biting the hand that like you know they're just coming at us, and it's not yeah. fair. I mean, like that's the other thing as well. It's like the Japanese um, fans have gotten so much more than us fans in the West. Like they've had so much more communication, so much more everything compared more to us. More games, like. The fact that Square Enix is coming at the West like this, and then the fact that they've like not even taken the time to release certain games over here or communicate with us, it's just like another slap in the face. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if Square Enix West or like America or Europe are going to release a statement about this because at the moment it seems like they're just going to try and sweep it under the carpet. Yeah. Which isn't the best move, really, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway. So that's that out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're now going to move on to some news, which is a little bit more positive. Yay, positivity. So first up, we have Final Fantasy Explorers, which if you haven't been paying attention to this game, it could be really, really good. Oh, it sounds awesome. I uh, I think we're probably going to do a bit of a feature on it next episode. Hopefully we get some more news by then. Mm. But, but basically, it's a new fra- like sub-franchise that's kind of being modeled on uh, a cross between... I'm going to try and get this right. <laughs> Crystal Chronicles, Final Fantasy fourteen, and Monster Hunter. It just sounds like all sorts of awesome. Yeah. So if you like those Monster Hunter games or like any kind of thing like that, so Soul Sacrifice, Tukaden, mm. uh, God, no, no, God, God Hand, no, not God Hand, God Eater. <laughs> yeah. Um, all those kind of games, like this is going to be. That's what it's really being geared at. So yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it it now has a release date in Japan. Yeah. Which is obviously really great for us. Um, and it's coming out on the 3DS, but hopefully, I mean, the release date is winter 2014 in Japan, and yeah. it was announced by Nintendo Direct by uh, Square Enix. Um, when do you get, reckon we're going to see this over here? Next, early no next clue. year, mid next year, if ever. <sighs> I know, like that's one of the things. Like they they're talking about this um, on all the sites at the moment, and it just it sounds like such a fun game, and I'd love to play it, but. Yeah, it's just kind of like, well, I'm reporting on this game, but are we actually going to see it? What's the point? I, I think because of the success of Bravely Default, 
we will definitely see it yeah that's my gut feeling maybe they're just trying to work out logistics of it because obviously it's like it's an online game so i don't know if that means that it's gonna have to be a bit different well it's gonna have some it's it's not all online Mm, yeah no they do do have a single player campaign but they also have a very extensive it's it's basically like what like like the monster hunter games where it's you can play a single player if you want, but mm. you, it's I advise that you play it with friends. Yeah, that's what it's really been designed around. This it's one of those like four players. No, I think it's eight players, isn't it? But you got four um, players yeah. and then four monsters. I think can join you, um, and you basically just go to town and being massive monsters and and hunting gear and, and collecting and, them yeah, exactly. and all that sort of stuff. And, but it sounds really cool as far as like the job classes go because you can just make your whole new job classes. Um, so you basically like start off as a freelancer and then there are other jobs such as like, um, white mage, white mage, mage, black mage, all that sort of stuff. But you can be like a warrior white mage if you wanted to. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's like merging those MMOs, uh, like where you can kind of do your own ones. And they're also said that they're creating loads of specific job classes just for the game, which is obviously great. It's great to see some new, there's so many job classes out there already. Yeah. What more can they, I don't know. They'll just they'll they'll come up with something. Yeah, no, it just sounds like a lot of fun, and um, yeah, I really do hope that it comes over here though, because I I think the characters are so cute. I think it will. Like the 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 new CEO seems to be really taking on board what people are buying and what they aren't, and he was really impressed yeah. by the performance of Bravely Default. Plus, it's on a Nintendo console, and Nintendo yeah. um, they're very much about I guess trying to expand. They, like they don't have any problem with releasing Japanese games over here so much, and we might get them a little bit late. Yeah. Like we just got the Inazuma, the latest Inazuma games for us over here came out in Japan like two years ago or something. Yeah. But they do come out over here. It might just take a while, so it might be that we don't see it until mid to late next year. Um, but as long as we see it at some point. But then also, I just gotta say, like Nintendo has completely like one eighty'd like extreme amounts i remember when everybody was like sort of joking about the 3ds and saying like oh it's not doing too well it's not doing too well now, well, now it was doing really well they just like i think they just hyped it up so much with their yeah. investors like we've got to sell this much well, I mean, otherwise like, we're gonna i mean like super initially like even before like kingdom hearts dream drop distance was released and that sort of type of thing like the it's wii u like and the whole... 3ds were like Oh yeah, should I really get that? But it's just essentially the like you know. It's like how long were people DS. saying the PS3 was sucking? I like, know, it's just, true. It, it's just what happens these they days. They just have like, that teething phase. Yeah, like PSP, PS3, uh, like the Wii. Even well, not so much the Wii, but like the Wii U, definitely. Um, yeah, the like, Wii U. All of the all of the new console, apart from the PS4, which has broken records everywhere, left and right and center. <laughs> um, everyone's just like, super oh, it's, console. It's not doing very well. You know, it's the end of consoles and all this crap. But, it's yeah. the end of Nintendo. Everything's gonna die. No. Um, so the other thing about Final Fantasy Explorers was that they've released the main theme so it's been composed by Tsuyoshi Tsukito who has worked with the Black Mages the Star Engines on their live performances but he also did the the soundtrack for The Last Remnant and if you haven't heard that soundtrack I would very much recommend it perhaps not recommend the game but very (laughs) much the soundtrack yeah Um, so he kind of released the the, the uh, main thing has been released in conjunction with the official website um mm-hmm. and he was talking a bit about kind of how difficult it was to compose the theme because they didn't really give him much to go on no they didn't give him anything yeah. they like gave him um well first they were just like all right so we need you to make a um a theme for this uh game and he was just like okay so he came up with like a few samples and like 
brought it to them and they were just kind of like no no this is not really the direction so like it doesn't sound explorer-y enough. yeah so it's like he only just got the um the official like image that you can see on the site like the um the designs um for like the main logo or whatever he got that like after he had already done like a few samples or something and like came up with stuff and then he finally from that visual he was able to come up with the theme that we have on the site at the moment and then surprisingly they liked it yeah they did like it it's not finished yet so like you if you listen to it the piano bit at the end is not actually supposed to be there that's just a bit of yeah definitely go on filler. either the site or on our soundcloud account because we've posted it up there and you can yeah. hear it or we just go on the official website and it's fun it sounds adventurous. it's it's nice hmm. so the next piece of news we have is about final fantasy record keeper now yep. This was a slightly interesting one because they launched a teaser website with a countdown that had yeah. initially some pictures of the main characters. There was so much speculation and it was actually really funny because when I posted up the news story, um, I posted it up with an image of Titus and, well, Titus, if you want to be all political. Um, anyways, uh, everybody started thinking, oh, is it going to be a Blitzball game? No, 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 no. It would feature, if you went on the actual site, it featured like every sort of main character, even like um yuna and all that yeah sort of stuff. although ten did seem to be getting a bit more priority than everything else because they even well, used like yeah. yuna's theme and yeah. or yuna's determination as, but, the, as the music and stuff but it did feature everything um anyways so like as the days went on they started featuring more stuff so they featured um the next day in the countdown uh, pictures of battle sequences and stuff in like past Final Fantasy games. So then we started thinking, well, okay, is it going to be something that you can like use alongside like playing all of the games again? Like, you know, is it something where you can like list all of your achievements or something? Like, is it going to be a helpful app? Apparently, it's going to be none of that. Apparently, it's going to be an actual game for your mobile phone. And, um, Square Enix is working with, uh, I, I don't know if you call it Dina or D-E-N-A. Either way, it's a mobile provider in Japan. And um, the story is going to follow a girl named, um, or sorry, a student. I don't know if it's a girl or not. It's a student named Desi, who is studying under a Dr. Mog, who is working in the history department. And um, basically, Desi is like the star his student. prized yeah. student. And um, because of that, uh, Dr. Mog has let um, Desi go into these paintings um, that are hanging up. And each painting belongs to a specific um, Final Fantasy, only with the numbered games at the moment is what they've announced. And um, so you go in uh, to a painting and you um, basically go through a dungeon that's themed like the Final Fantasy game in which it's like um in yeah <laughs> you you go into that final fantasy game and it's a final fantasy one themed dungeon or it's a final fantasy two themed dungeon and then as you finish the dungeons um you can collect like uh warriors from those worlds so you can like fight alongside cloud and that sort of thing and i think from what i've seen so far it's all going to be like 16 bit much like how um the trailer was for uh, yeah, for like Lightning and all that stuff yeah um so it, it sorry i had to bring up really all the cute. bravest then because people are making comparisons already because obviously that was the last big one that they released i really hope it's not like all the bravest if only because yeah 
paying to have paying to be able to well, revive yourself this one's going to be free right it's going to be i think it is going to be free to play yeah but so i'm not I, sure obviously all the bravest was you had to pay to get it and then you had to pay more yeah when you yeah which obviously didn't go down well t- yeah with too many people um this one's probably going to be like more along the freemium model i think where obviously it's free to play but there are certain things inside that you can be incentivized to do if you want to yeah as long as it's something where it's like you know um the regular iphone games where it's a bit like um it's completely optional like you can play it but it doesn't you you can pay for stuff but it doesn't hinder you playing the game like candy crush or clash of clans yeah like those you you really don't have to buy stuff you can buy it if you want it to help you patient yeah i'm very impatient um, you can buy it if you want it to help you, but like you don't have to buy it in order to enjoy the game. And I think that's the way that they should probably go. Not sure about anything else. They haven't really released anything else yeah. except for a few uh, screenshots. Are, it's Japan only at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so again, we might not get it, but... It's going to be on iOS and Android. Yes, yeah, considering they've released all the previous, obviously, and they're releasing Final Fantasy Gito over here on the uh, on mobile and devices. And Fiat Rhythm on yep, mobile. It, it makes sense that they'll release Record Keeper over yeah, here as well. Yeah, there's no real reason why they shouldn't do. But I think it sounds cute. I mean, I I wouldn't mind going to all those places again. And then also they're going to feature like some of the biggest battles. So like Battle on Big Bridge and that type of thing. Or Battle on the Bridge. Well, it's, it's a history book, yeah. isn't it? So they've got to yeah. basically go through all the big events that have shaped fun fancy over the years. Although mm. I will say it will, it's going to be really fun to see some of the more modern games put back into that old style. I know. Well, it's going to be like that trailer, isn't it? Yeah. So cute. I like it. Aww. No. Aww. No. Um, so the only other bit of news really we have to talk about isn't actually re- that relevant anymore because it was the weekend that just passed. Square Enix uh, basically made it so that anyone who previously played Final Fantasy XIV at Realm Reborn that wasn't playing anymore could go back and try out the game for free. Yep. So if you did have the opportunity to do that, and you checked out the new additions from Patch 2.3, please let us know in the comments. It would be great to hear how well you got on, uh, whether it's convinced you to go back and kick up your subscription again, or whether you didn't even bother. We wanted to, but we just got stuck with... Well, I'm playing through Final Fantasy VIII at the moment, and I'm kind of addicted. Oh, I got stuck playing Final Fantasy VIII. I know. Oh. Well, I'm trying to get to through... Um, ultimate weapon and he's hard and he's mean secret underground laboratory yep oh there is one more piece of news which daryl doesn't hasn't put in tetsuya nomura you have a chance to meet him if you are going to the san diego comic-con yeah well the reason why i didn't put it in is because it's just dumb Okay. Well, not, right. it okay. is and it it's, isn't. It's great that you get the chance to meet Nomura. If you're in yeah, San if you're, Diego. If you're going to San Diego Comic Con. But, right, so he's signing something in conjunction with Hideo Kojima, obviously of Metal Gear Solid fame. He, Kojima is signing something for the Phantom Pain, which is obviously his upcoming game, right? You think, okay, Nomura's going to Comic Con. What's he most famous for? Really, Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, he's had a big connection with Final Fantasy. He's the director of Final Fantasy XV, and he's been the character designer for God knows how. But Kingdom Hearts is his baby, right? Yeah. Kingdom Hearts three is coming out soon, and Final Fantasy XV is also coming out soon. soon. So, what are they getting to sign? 
Lightning returns. <laughs> what, I mean, what is the relation here? Okay. Although I thought you can, you can get a Kingdom Hearts card, though, can't you? I didn't see one. Yeah, I saw one. I saw one for Kingdom Hearts 2.5, I think. With, with the Phantom Pain? Um, no, I don't know. But I just saw... I, I swore I saw a Kingdom Hearts 2.5 HD remix Maybe I have mis- been misled, but I'm... I'm I sh- don't know. For what I saw, it, it but so this you... is what you have... This is what they're giving out for you to get signed. But not only that, you have to buy Play Arts Kai from a specific booth, and then that's where you get it. So, like, you have to go to a specific booth at San Diego Comic-Con. You have to buy a Play Arts Kai. Probably that the lightning is, one. Yeah, probably. Or something like that. I don't know. But, um, well, they should have the new ones there, shouldn't they? They should have, like, Cloud and um, uh, Advent Children Cloud and... Or just, maybe not. No, they're still like prototypes, aren't they? I was just thinking, since that, like, if they are getting you to sign something like returns related, it probably yeah. makes sense they would make you buy a Lightning Returns playouts. Yeah, Hi. but yeah, so they're gonna have to be. Which online, like, they're they're anywhere from like sixty to like seventy dollars. They're, they're pretty pricey. And I think that they probably jack up the price at um, conventions well, as like well. Well, it's like when we went to that, that, that shop in New York. Yeah. They were really expensive in there. Yeah. And I was a sucker and bought an RN all way back when. And then it fell apart. <laughs> I remember I bought it. And then um, my one of my friends at the time um, started whacking me with um, RN's sword. I don't know why, but it just broke and I was just like, great, that was all that money wasted. Thanks a lot for that. I know, um, but yeah. either way, you have to buy one in order to meet him. Um, you get like a ticket and then you get a postcard or something and then you can stand in line and go and meet him. Um, you can't, from what I understand, photos are limited, so you might not be able to even get a picture with him, but you can be in his presence. And, and that's all you need because it's not very him. often that he ventures out of his Nomura no. cave. No, he's coming out of his cave in Not order just to that. meet you. He's leaving Japan. I know. That is just that is just insane right there. Yeah. I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. If I was in San Diego and going to San Diego Comic Con, I would so be in that well, line. Churro's probably gonna be there, right? I know, I hope so... Churro will be there. Churro, go there and, and love Namora and, and tell us about yeah, him. Right. Churro, if if you're listening, you, if you manage to give Namura a hug. I know. We've got to do something special. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if anyone else manages to give him a hug, not that we're recommending this because you'll probably get no. thrown out by security, but yeah. if you do manage to and it's not frowned upon, let us know. We'll give you something. I wonder what kind of hair he'll have. His Noctis hair. You think? Yeah. We'll he does have he does have very specific hairstyles. Though. He does. <laughs> well, anyway, enough about Namura. We're now going to head on to oh, the Nomura. quiz. So, here we go. Hi David, welcome to Final Fantasy Union. How's it going? I'm doing well, thanks. What have you been up to this weekend? Uh, well, it's uh, fairly early um, over on the East Coast. Uh, just kind of woke up, not doing much at the moment, but you know, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy this uh, this week and this weekend. That's that's a really good thing to be doing, I, I'd say, especially <laughs> in preparation for the quiz. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. True. I thought it was me doing my homework. Which games have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing, uh, well, just came off of finishing uh, Final Fantasy V. Uh, and just started Final Fantasy VI, and I loved it so much. And I'm already 12 hours in. Great, great game. I see why, you know, it's considered one of the best, if not the best, Final Fantasy game. So, which uh, which one did you start with? Uh, so I started actually with uh, two different uh, ends of the spectrum. Uh, I had uh, Donna Souls, which was Final Fantasy one and two for the Game Boy Advance, uh, you know, back in like 2004. And 
really the game that got me into Final Fantasy was uh, Final Fantasy XII. That was a game my brother bought for me for my birthday. That nice steel uh, collector's edition. Just, oh man, that game wowed me so much. So much to do in that game. Such a great game and my favorite Final Fantasy game. We used to get quite a bit of, uh, I guess, flack for our commentary on Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> but I think all the listeners yeah. now who are thinking, yes, there's more than one of us. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's really strange because, um, yeah, I think we were saying just before the show, we haven't really ever encountered anyone who started with 12. It's usually yeah. like 7 through 10. Where yeah, they started with 10, 10 or they or started 13. with Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, 12 yeah. is an interesting one to start with, especially because it's, in many ways, it's quite different from all the other ones. Mm. Yeah, just, the, I guess, fundamentally with the gameplay and also just kind of the tone has this more, almost a more mature feel, I thought, yeah, uh, when I played through it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a great place to start, in my opinion. Mm, definitely. Yeah, well, if, if it's got you into the series and you wanted to check out more, then it's definitely a good place to start. Yeah, yep, definitely. Absolutely. So, how are you feeling for the quiz, then? Are you, are you feeling prepared? I feel pretty good. Uh, of course, there are a couple of weak spots, because there are a couple uh, Final Fantasy games I have not played. But, you know, I've played the first five, I've played a nice chunk of six, i played seven, i played ten, ten, two, twelve, thirteen, chunk of thirteen, two, and I know a lot about fifteen. <laughs> Me and my friends uh, keep up with fifteen news quite a bit. Yeah. Excellent stuff. So that's good then. Well, if you're listening to the podcast and you aren't familiar with the quiz, it's now a pretty good time to get up to speed as well as you, David. Um, you're going to be asked 10 questions, and we will only take your first answer. So if you aren't too sure, um, it's probably best to just skip um, as opposed to guessing. If you kind of know, yeah, don't, don't make a bad guess. Basically. <laughs> right. um, you're going to have 60, 60 seconds to get through all 10. So obviously it's advised that you try and get through them as quickly as possible because whatever time you have left, every second will be added onto your score. So if you can rattle through all of them in 50 seconds, you get an extra 10 points, which is effectively mm-hmm. like having another question right mm. <coughs> right so at the moment our leader is arvis and uh he was commenting on the for, uh, on the podcast the other day to say that he's getting more and more nervous with every episode <laughs> to see if someone's going to beat his score <laughs> 70 is wow. the score to beat so uh no pressure no no pressure. no, no. Uh, thank you before we begin, though, we'd like to kind of remind you that the questions will be from a range of topics. So it's obviously it's good that you've been trying to expand uh, and try and mm-hmm. get a few more in there. We've got a good mix of questions this episode, ranging all the way from Final Fantasy 1 through to Final Fantasy 15. So mm. it should be fun. Definitely. Yeah, should be. Awesome. Are you ready to get us started? Yes, I am. Well, once I, my official timekeeper yep. is up to speed, <laughs> we will, uh, we will get us. Right. Are you ready? Ready. Yep. Start the clock. Name two sorceresses that are possessed by Ultima Seer in Final Fantasy VIII. Skip. Who is the final boss in Final Fantasy IX? Skip. Can you name two starter nations in Final Fantasy XI? Skip. What's the subtitle of Final Fantasy XII's international version? The Zodiac System? Skip. What's the small blue alien called in Final Fantasy VIII? Ah, uh, skip. Can you name one of the original four themes from Final Fantasy I? Uh... I don't know. Uh, ooh. Ah, listen to it. Uh, skip. Is Crisis Core considered a prequel or sequel to Final Fantasy VII? Prequel. Kane and Sid share the same common uh, share the same common surname. What is it? Uh, Highwind. Name. Fin- can you finish the name? Stella Knox. Ah, oh, Florey. Name t- two of Laguna's friends. Uh, Stop. And we're out. Skip. 
I think you did, did pretty well. My... Mm. Well, yeah, considering my weak point, uh, Final Fantasy, it's a big one. Still got that on the list to play. Yeah, we had uh, we had a few we had a few eight and nine questions in, it, and I thought beforehand yeah. you might struggle with those. But um, oh yeah, <laughs> I think you did pretty well considering. Hmm. Oh, so we're now going to hand it to Lauren, and she's going to let you know how you did. All right. Thank well, you. the first question you answer, well, you skipped, um, which was uh, which um, two people did um, two Ultima sorceresses. See, two sorceresses did Ultimacia possess? And um, your possible options were Adia and Renoa, and we were going to say like Adele as well, but um, we ultimately. assumed that most people would go for one of the other two. Yeah, definitely. Um, the next, next question, question was who is the final? Who is boss the final, in final boss Fantasy? in Final Fantasy Nine? And that was Necron. Slight trick question that one, because <laughs> uh, Necron yeah. is obviously a bit of a bit of red herring there. Uh, the third question, name one of the original areas in uh, Final Fantasy XI, and your possible options were Bastok, Windhurst, or Sandoria. Sandoria. Sandoria, that's it. Um, the next one you got, you were so... I, I'm going to say we accept it, because okay. I, I, I think it was close enough. I know, because I thought, I thought it was close enough, but then you said skip, and I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, no, okay, so, yeah. The skip so came it was, after the answer, so it's okay. Yeah, Zodiac, oh, Zodiac job system. I think you said Zodiac System. Zodiac System, yeah. So yeah, Zodiac Job System. You got the Zodiac in there. That's the important thing. Um, The next question, who is the little blue alien? That was Poo Poo. So cute. (laughs) Um, The next question, um, what is the name of the original Four Fiends? And it's um, Lich, um, Kraken, Tiamat, and... Marilith. Marilith. I was I was I was hoping you were gonna get one of those because you said you just played Dawn of Souls so well a while back. But. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's too far back for me to remember. Yeah. They, they are very in, complicated names. I think they do appear Kraken in Final Fantasy XII though. Mm. Oh really? Yeah, I think they might be some uh, of the marks. Oh, don't rub it in, Daryl. Well, I'm just they, they, <laughs> they, they do appear in quite a few of the different games as, uh, right. as different high-powered enemies, just mm. kind of tri- mm. as a tribute. Yeah, kind of like the. Um, like the Guardian Forces or Aeons or whatever. They're in every game. That's oh, happening. right. Um, the next question, uh, what is Final Fantasy Crisis Core to Final Fantasy VII? Or, yep. Actually, you got that one right. Yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> the next question was, um, who are Laguna's two friends? And that is Ward and Kiros. But that was from Final Fantasy VIII, which I yeah. think you said you... Um, Achilles heel. Yeah. Yeah. So... You skipped two. No, um, oh, right. I read okay. all the, yeah, um, so, yeah, so that leaves you with a 40 out of, um, 100, so 4 out of 10. Which I, I think is pretty good. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty good. I was, the, I threw the stellar question there as a bit of a red herring as well, because I was wondering yeah. who was going to actually remember that, mm. because obviously she was announced a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And there was the whole, would people connect that to Final Fantasy XV? Yes, they will. Mm. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, I but thought yeah. you did. Yeah, I, I thought you did really well considering mm. the, the wide range <clears> of <throat> questions. Uh, Lauren's been playing Final Fantasy VIII recently, so I thought I'd throw a few, like, few, oh, yeah. few of those in there. Obviously, it was on Steam sale, so I thought maybe <laughs> some people yeah. have picked it up. Yeah, yeah, that and Final Fantasy VII and um, Final Fantasy III were on Steam sale, and I got them all. Yeah. Yeah. How do you How do you feel? I feel pretty good. Yeah. 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 I mean, considering the fact that uh, you know, I haven't really touched eight. Yeah, I think I did well considering the questions. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I'm sure the audience will agree, and Arvis will be taking a big sigh of relief <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to beat him. Come on. 
Well, if you're like David and you'd like to take part in the Final Fantasy quiz, then there are numerous ways to do so. David, I believe you contact us via Twitter at Final Fantasy or FF Union but you can also send us a Facebook message which is forward slash Final Fantasy Union or just uh, reply to any of our online communications via the website or the forums mm-hmm. well thanks for taking part David hopefully you'll continue listening to the podcast and uh, we'll hear from you soon and you'll play Final Fantasy 8 and 7 yep <laughs> no you'll play 7 7? No, yeah. 9 9, nine. Yes. 8 and 9 yeah, 8 and 9 that's yes. your homework <laughs> yep that's my homework <laughs> well thanks a lot David oh, thanks guys take care <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. It's a shame that David didn't do so well that in, but in the quiz, did, but yeah, he, he did, did really well. He did do well. He did, um, you know, he he tried and he he got a few questions, which was very good. He's in he's mid level in the leaderboard, so mm. that's not bad, but not good. It's it's <laughs> mid range. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, well, we leave it that. But it does mean that Arvis is still top with his yep. seven correct so answers. So now you can relax, Arvis. <laughs> Uh, you can relax you're safe for another couple weeks yep who will be able to challenge Arvis they will need to get seven correct answers within the correct within the time limit or more than seven yeah I know it's gonna be interesting well anyway we'll have to see how the next person gets on the next episode um we're now moving on to the end of the show we've got some new music for you which was uh it's from soundcloud it's another final fantasy 7 song sorry it's of the battle music which is obviously fighting and it's a funk rock cover it's by, so groovy it's by little v mills i love it so if you really like the music go check them out on soundcloud it's pretty obvious to find they're just forward slash little v meals um but yeah yeah the next episode of final fantasy union is scheduled to release on the 19th of august <gasps> right during the middle of summer yeah although closing in on is that like gamescom weekend as well that is pretty much gamescom so you never know we might have something final fantasy related from that unlikely yeah but you never know obviously it's tgs the month after that which is obviously gonna be much better for us yes yeah. hopefully Feel free to subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store if you just type in Final Fantasy, we're number one. Also, feel free to rate us on iTunes. Um, we love ratings. Like, Give us your feedback. Um, obviously, we want to continue to try and be the best show out there. And, uh, you know, commentary is great. You know, we've, we, uh, we thrive in feedback. I'd also love to be compared to something else. I, we should just start a new thing. What can Lauren's voice be compared to? Because I've been compared to a brick wall, and I think... That was, yeah, that was a recent one, Lauren. Yeah. Lauren got compared to a brick wall. So I kind of want to get compared to a bunch of other things, like a cactus or something. something surprise me. So if you're a cactus, does that mean you're very prickly? Maybe. Okay, so try and make comments that will make Lauren... No, don't do that. <laughs> no. Um, of course, <laughs> feel free to check out the rest of our coverage on FinalFantasyUnion.com. We are posting a ton of stuff out, Final Fantasy Explorers and Final Fantasy Record Keeper at the moment. Yeah. And we're going to keep you up to date with the Type Zero situation if any more developments happen between mm-hmm. now and whenever. Yep. Also, feel free to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And yeah, if you want to take part in the quiz, just let Lauren or myself know. Just... Send us, a tweet, send us a tweet, yeah, or a direct message or whatever you feel like, and um, we'll put your name into the hat, and then hopefully your name will get drawn. Yep. Well, Laura, goodbye. Get bye out. bye, Daryl. Yeah, All right, peace out. Yeah. Bye, I'm leaving. Bye, <laughs> bye, bye. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and finalfantasyunion.com production.